Welcome to the Introverted Poets Podcast. Welcome back to the Introverted Poets Podcast. With you in studio is Rachel. I'm back in town from Brooklyn. I know Ileana says there's been a lot of questions as to who I am and where I'm from. But if you're just tuning in, this is a safe space for the shy writer. Here at the Introverted Poets Podcast, we thrive on being anonymous and hidden just because some of our storytellers are telling true stories and They don't want stuff getting back to them, just like the boss lady mentioned in the second episode when we were discussing and reading The Collector. So in the studio, I have the boss lady, Liana Jade, here. The point of the podcast is to provide the safe space for storytellers and poets that both speak English and Spanish. We, si hablamos español, we we welcome the bilingual writer and the bilingual poet. And the boss lady, I'm told, can understand French and Italian. Is that right? Yes. Je comprends le français un petit peu. Je comprends espagnol. Yo hablo espagnol. Yo comprendo italiano. Yo comprendo français. También tomé clases en français. Estoy estudiando italiano y ruso. Creo que se dice así. Pero también mi español no está tan bueno. So, no se crean. Like Rachel was mentioning, the point of the podcast is to provide a safe space for the anonymous writer or the shy poet. Um, I'm going to say this in Spanish. El punto del podcast es para el poeta y el escritor o escritora que quiere ser anónimo o anónima y que es demasiado tímido o tímida y quiere un lugar para desahogar y para compartir sus trabajos. So, aquí no quiero que alguien esté, hmm... ¿Quién es esa persona? Conozco a esa persona. No, 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 no. Eso no es. Eso quita todo lo que es Introverted Poets Podcast. I don't need people to be guessing. I wonder who this person is or I wonder who this person is. Because it takes away the point of the Introverted Poets Podcast. And the point is to remain anonymous. Although if you are like confident in our author and uh, are confident and don't want to use a pen name, you are more than welcome to submit as yourself as well. I just ask that when you come on the show, you don't reveal who your hosts are because I, you might not get me, you might get Rachel, you might get Judash because on top of this announcement, due to our episode on Pizzagate getting a lot of positive reviews and a lot of comments and messages and people are requesting a part two, we've decided to add Judash and give her a segment on conspiracy analysis and you all can email her at the same location at introvertedpoetsociety at gmail.com, altogether lowercase, and also at our Tumblr at www.theintrovertedpoets.tumblr.com. And also now we are on Twitter at IntropoetPods. I guess the Introverted Poets was already taken, so you can follow us on Twitter 
at IntroPoetPod, just the way it sounds. We will be posting questions on our Twitter, and then on the next episodes, be reading the tweets that some of y'all sent. For example, for this episode, we're going to be reading some of the tweets about where were our viewers the day September 11th occurred. We will be reading these tweets before we get on to the interview and the poetry and music we have lined up for today. Okay, so last week when we launched our Twitter, the first question was, where were you the day September 11th occurred? This follower wants to remain anonymous, and they said that they were being the worst boss ever at blank after I told everyone to get back to work, not knowing what was happening in the world. The office next door rolled in a TV, and we watched disaster strike again. We spent all day watching it unfold. Wow, that's heavy. Boss lady, where were you the day September 11th occurred? I was on my way to class, and I was already running late, so I remember hearing the announcement on the local radio station, and just, you know, being in fifth grade, I didn't understand the severity of the issue until I ran into class, and I was telling my class, like, hey, somebody crashed into the Twin Towers, and again, never knew what the Twin Towers even were to begin with, and then not even a few seconds later, the the PA went off and they were telling our teachers to turn on the TV and that's what we did. We watched the entire, we, we watched everything collapse after the first tower. From the, after the first tower, not, after, I remember that day. After the first tower on is what we were watching and I remember watching that all day long. Interesting. What about you, Rachel, since you live in, in Brooklyn, like how is it over there? Well, it was before I moved to Brooklyn and now everyone's very weary and when you walk to the memorial it's very quiet and somber and very tense it's a very tense energy and wow but as far as i can remember i was i was in fifth grade well didn't we go to the same elementary i was at ddhr when, when it happened and i just remember being shocked mm, i believe we all were shocked because nothing of that magnitude had ever happened to uh, our country so you know naturally we all just were glued to the tv i remember coming home and my mom and i just watching it like whoa that one plane crashing into the tower over and over and over again and didn't um that band uh creed come up with a with a song for it yeah that's exactly right now let's move on to the next tweet this next tweet is from the root dude he says i was in my woodshop class in middle school first or fifth block didn't know anything until I reached my next class, which was social studies. My teacher was crying. She was devastated. This next tweet is in Spanish. I don't know if you want to take it, boss lady. Yeah, I'll read it. It's from our Twitter follower named El Chiludo. Yo estaba manejando entre Luke y McPherson cuando muchas camionetas del Border Patrol salieron a cerrar las puentes. Llegué a la oficina y las imágenes del avión estaban en la tele. Okay, so for those of you who are not bilingual, the, um, McPherson and Luke are streets in Laredo, Texas. The station is in Laredo, Texas. That's all you're going to know about it. And um, McPherson and Luke are main streets. So what he's saying is that he saw Border Patrol like trucks taking off to close the bridges and that when he got to work, they were showing the news is what this follower is saying oh my gosh rachel you look you you moved to brooklyn and you don't know how to speak spanish anymore i'm kind of a shut up for whatever you girls say <laughs> all right and on to our next tweet this next tweet is from agent 23 he says that he was in school when the twin towers collapsed okay now on to the interview portion so hi there boss lady hi good to be back 
Well, I'm always here. So with us today, we have the boss lady, Liana Jade, and she brought with us a series of poems to read. Boss lady? Yes, this series of poems is called Letters to the Wolfman, and I wrote them back in 2016, 2017, when I first started dating my fiancé. Hi, baby. Oh, how cute. So this is going to be poems about your fiancé? Yes, yes it is. Letters to the Wolfman is about my fiancé. I wrote these when we first started talking, and I don't know, like, something about him just, boom, made me want to write, and honestly, it's probably because he's the first man to ever have, like, said, I love the way you write. Like, no man has ever complimented me on my writing before. They've always complimented me on my looks, which isn't a bad thing, but to have somebody take the time to read what I write and think about it and then be like, hey... I like what you wrote was really sweet because when I was when we were working together because we met at work I would be picking up tables and in my little desk check when it was slow I would just you know look out the window be daydreaming and just start writing and whatever I wanted to write and at one point one of them went missing one of my notebooks went missing he ended up having it and he read them he read those poems and he even heard the very first episode Pipe Dreams when it first launched in 2016 2017 he heard the episode, he heard the story, he even followed the Tumblr, he, he did everything. He was all, hmm, you didn't sound like you had any fun in that story. It would have been better had I been Adonis. And now that took me aback. I was like, whoa, my coworker who hardly talks to anybody, rumored to have a crush on me. He was listening to the podcast on creative writing. Really? That, that's interesting. That kind of piqued my interest. I was like, Hmm. Oh wow, that's that is very different and very interesting. Like instead of like, hey, you, you look good. I love the way you write. Take note, guys. You need to compliment girls on their hobbies. Yeah, no, yeah. First guy to ever be like, I love the way you write. Like, you know, it's it's weird. I usually get complimented like that from my girlfriends. But yeah, the, but good point, Rachel. Like, guys, if you if you want to get a lady, you should look at what she, what her hobbies are. And if you genuinely like that hobby, then, you know, go for it. If you, if, you know, you don't, you know, show that you support her. Like, my fiancé, for example, he is very supportive of the podcast. He's the one who got me the new software and the microphone just because he's like, I know it makes you happy. So he genuinely does, you know, like my, my writing and, and he likes, you know, the podcast because he says I get super cute when I get excited about things. All, all women do. <laughs> Yeah, so this episode is a special one for those of you who follow our Tumblr at www.theintrovertedpoets.tumblr.com and on Instagram at the Introverted Poets Podcast, also on Twitter at IntropoetPod. We do normally post the poems we're going to hear a few weeks in advance to give you, the listener, a chance to read them and submit questions about the poems, poet, or the show. However, since this episode is a special one, we do not post the poems due to it being dedicated to the boss lady's fiance and who follows all of our socials. Yes, that is correct. Um, we're filming this episode in secret. Luckily, Rachel was visiting last week, so we were able to record a portion of it in September, and now we're doing the rest of it via the Zoom call. So for those of you wondering how the interviews get done, for those that I do not know personally, we do it via Zoom audio only. That way there is no camera and it just gives me and the writer nothing but voice which is the main medium we need anyway for the podcast provides the anonymous platform
formerly needed and the introvertedness that we need to teach. For those of you wondering um, how these interviews get conducted, like I said, it's just via the Zoom audio. That way we're able to download the MP4 and then use it to whatever software we use. Unless you all want to do it like the postal service and we send each other on emails back and forth, audio clips, we can do that too. But just to make it easier and more fluid, we do the interviews via Zoom audio. Correct. So now on to our next question, since this will be launching on October 24th, what makes October 24th so special to you, Juliana? October 24th is special because my fiance and I wanted to have a fall wedding, and I wanted October 24th, I wanted to be on a weekend that's not Halloween, and also not um, a day where we have a rosary to attend to. We have, a lot of, we have two rosaries, I think, no, we have two rosaries in the fall, one in September, which is coming up and one in October and out of respect for his side of the family I would not want to get married on any of those days just because it's distasteful and also I didn't want to have a Halloween wedding just because the kids want to go out trick-or-treating and to have to get them dressed in a costume go trick-or-treating and to a wedding that I don't think that'd be fair and also now because of the COVID we have to postpone our wedding so once this gets resolved maybe in 2022 we'll get married but for the time being it's postponed omg that's super cute so as opposed to getting married you will be reading poems soon yes the poems will be posted after this it's just that these poems were written for my brother and i wanted him to be the first to hear them before the public so he'll be getting the link to the episode as soon as it gets posted how sweet before we get into the actual readings of letters to the wolfman how have you been these past couple of months the last time we spoke with miss Fang right before the lockdown over there in Laredo and over here in the NYC area we were in lockdown before Texas so how have you been? Fortunately we've been doing good just hiding since March I only see my in-laws and my parents we don't go out I have I've been doing this luckily no one in the household has gotten sick. That's great to hear which brings me to my next question do you know anyone who's been affected by coronavirus personally? Yes Quite a handful of people, all of them work in what is deemed essential work. They were on the front lines attending people, and a good four or five of my friends have gotten it, and one relative. Thankfully, they are all over and have gotten and haven't not gotten infected again. They they overcame it and they're doing good, but they did all get sick at work, unfortunately. Oh wow, that is so sad. Yeah, it's good to hear that they all fortunately came out on the upside. Yes, um, most most definitely they're essential workers since they have to work in the food industry, gasoline stations, some of them are in the medical field and they've all gotten it. One of them even twice I believe, but very so I don't go out a lot because a lot of people in my family have diabetes and high blood pressure, so to avoid any of that I just stay in. And also because my in-laws are in the elderly category and I just have way too many loved ones in the risk in the risk group to be going out. Smart choice to all you listening at home. The only way to stop this virus out is by keeping distance and wearing a mask. That's right. Now on to my next question. How are you keeping sane during this crazy year? Like what keeps you sane during lockdown? Uh, luckily my daughter in housework keeps me busy. Also working on exams and job hunting. And of course writing and production for the podcast keeps me very busy. Finding writers is a lot harder and getting them to submit their audio clips is the tricky part, but it's getting there. We're, we're getting Wow. That's very good on keeping safe and wearing low. Now, aside from writing during this lockdown, what else do you do when you are not writing? Well, when I am not writing, I am watching documentaries on YouTube or HLN, 
looking at stuff on true crime for that novel I'm working on. And also, like I said, I'm working on Baby Weaver with my fiance. Oh, I'm super excited to read the novel. And that's awesome that you're doing your mom duties. Now, how far along are you in the novel? I'm about halfway. We are in the middle of the story. I can't wait for it to be finished. When you were writing this poem, what frame of mind were you in? Well, I would want to say that I was in a very amorous and infatuated state because it was right after we had just gotten drinks at Applebee's and we had our first kiss. Oh yeah, uh, I like to get the deets on that, so how did he kiss you? Like I said, um, he was dropping me off back to my car since we carpooled to Applebee's. We were having drinks after our shift and the moon was big and bright. We were talking about hanging out some more and all he said was, I'm a bit buzzed right now, so I'm just going to go for it. And he kissed me. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was super shocked and speechless myself. Why? Was it a bad kiss? No, 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 no. Quite the opposite, actually. It was really pleasant and warm, and I felt so safe and at home. I was pleasantly surprised, to say the least. How so? Well, if you've ever met my fiancé, I tend to call him my husband a lot. He's tall and broody, little cranky, like Beast when he first meets Belle. I always compare us to Belle and Beast. Not that I'm his captive, just that Belle brings out a softness and he gives her the best library ever. And anyway, moving on. When we first met at work, he made me yell at me and everyone was scared of him. So as the months went on, we began talking and working together. We got to know his fun-loving side. So when I heard the rumor that he liked me and he would message me on Facebook to hang out with him from time to time, I didn't think anything of it. I'm one of those girls that you have to tell me flat out that you like me or else I will not understand. I won't get it. Like your signals, your subtle signals are not enough. Precious that you need to go bold or go home with me. When he kissed me, I was like, oh my goodness, the rumors have just been confirmed. He really does like Reggie and I was about 26 at the time. So from then on, you were inspired to write about what happened. Yes, something like that. And also like what else? could happen because it, it was just our first kiss and I went off writing away for hours and days on end. I can't wait to, to hear this. So with that we will be taking a short music break and once we get back from the music break we'll be having the boss leading reading letters to the wolfman. Stay tuned. <laughs>
And welcome back. This is Eliana Jade. Letters to the Wolfman. Though you sense the brokenness within, you followed the curly hair maiden into the darkness hidden. By watching her, the notion of having a glimpse into the mind of the maiden piqued your hunger even more. Is it her love of worth? Her appreciation of the obscure? Or the way she sees the extraordinary in the mundane? Don't worry, Wolfman, for your attempt to steal a kiss from the lips left your hunger unsatiated as well. The way your soft hand placed her rebel curl behind her ear and the embrace of your hot breath left her tantal. Observing the situation between them, highly sedated, she wondered if it was about to transpire was real. Thinking out loud, she heard the words escaping her mouth, making the wolf question his confidence. Quietly retreating to his former seat, the wolfman bowed his head awkwardly. The raven-haired maiden, left with goose pimples, new desires, took in all of his masculinity. Tilting her head to the right, her subconscious right on her mind, but why did she freeze when he was aiming to please? Because the scars and burn marks from the last encounter remained. Even though he held the reputation for being ravenous and cruel, the maiden didn't fear the wolf. Intrigued with his masculinity, the maiden didn't want the first encounter to be tainted or wasted. For when she turns herself in, she needs to be ready to surrender and obey. But at the moment, she wasn't. Feeling faced yet tense. So just know, wolf. Know that you have her where you want her. Know that your first attempt at clearing the signals wasn't a failure, but a success. Know that your soft touch and hot breath roped her into your world. Know that when she goes to you, she does so completely, acknowledging what will transpire and willingly so. Know that her craving for going down the rabbit hole was induced by your compelling masculinity. Know that your energy sparked a fire inside her poet's heart, a fire she no longer wishes to snuff out, but allowed to consume her mold her and shape her little heart into a work of art and when you grab her vulnerable neck as you swooping for a taste the veil of the warrior will come undone and the virgin or maiden will arise don't be afraid of ravaging her mind and soul of sinking your sharp fangs into her core for only you will know what the maiden is like when she is feeling most pure sincerely the raven hair maiden wow that was beautiful thank you Right, so when you were writing this poem, I can tell that there were some kind of mythical themes going on. The theme is just, you know, adventures and romance. Cool, what other literary device did you use on this poem? The literary device I used on this poem was definitely allegory. I'm not a very strong rhyme person. Like When it comes to poems, I can't really rhyme, but I use a lot of metaphors and allegories. So the wolf is an allegory for my husband. Why would you use the wolf as a symbol for your fiance? He's a symbol just because he's so misunderstood. Like the werewolf is actually when it's like, he's very romantic as a archetype. I, I feel that he's a romantic, passionate soul to look at the moon and long for her and just scream and how much and howl and how much he loves her. and. Before we went out, we were friends for eight months, and deep down, my fiance is very sweet and he's very passionate. So there's a lot of similarities between the wolf and and my husband. So that's why I chose that symbol and that archetype for these poems. Interesting. So since we're going backwards in this episode, is there anything you would like the audience to know about these poems? 
suggest that they're inspired by my fiance, whom I love very much, and that I'm not a very strong poetry writer. So with that brings my next question. Would you say that you're more of a poet or a storyteller? I would definitely say I'm more of a storyteller, which is why I prefer to write narratives and do autobiographical fiction, because I can write about what I know, and it's easier, and it's, um, it's easier to embellish. So autobiographical fiction is a passion of mine. And as far as the writing process, what was the writing process for this particular sets of poems? I was buzzed and a total like, I was feeling the butterflies, like those, those butterflies you feel when you're first talking to someone and you're all like, I don't need to eat because I'm in love. So it was definitely just having that experience of him and imagining everything that I could ever want and being buzzed on those mojitos from Applebee's, I believe, where I was drinking Long Island, I'm not too sure. Alrighty, and on to my final question, would these poems have been your vows at your wedding if your wedding wasn't canceled? That's a very good question, Rachel. No, no, I would have written fresh material a month before the wedding, so that way my husband could have heard something new, just because I, it, it's going to be a different special occasion. Alrighty, that concludes this very special episode of the Introverted Poets Podcast. Feel free to submit any works to www.theintrovertedpoets.tumblr.com also to our gmail at introvertedpoetsociety at gmail.com altogether lowercase now on twitter at introvertedpod and also on instagram at introvertedpoetspod those are the many ways you can submit comment also we'll be posting new poems and short stories for my new authors as mentioned we do post the new works a few weeks in advance so that you the listeners can read them and submit questions to the author or poet about the piece that's going to be on the upcoming episodes and about the show or the host. I believe the next episode is going to be in Espanol. I am your host, Rachel Harris. Until next time, and stay safe.